Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Sunday, March 14th, 2022. It's episode 88. It's National Napping Day. So make sure to get a nap in as if you didn't need any extra encouragement. Kind of a bad strategy, though, now that I'm thinking about it, to put it right after the day where you lose an hour of sleep. Seems like kind of poor planning. I don't know. We're all virtual today, though. Well, COVID protocols situation. And we got a guest. So really, like, the rundown is pretty full right now. I guess guest first. Ethan, what's up, man? NCA expert. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm here for. Anything March Madness related, I'm about. I've been Let's texting go. Owen about this for too, too long. It's true. Like, you know, my guy, my guy, Owen, we've known each other forever. But the problem here is I don't think Owen goes an hour without a text for me right now. Let's go. go. That's what I like it's to hear. True. It's March. It's your month. So you might as well make it, take advantage of it. That's what I think. Exactly. It's my Christmas. That's right. Owen, Have you? can you confirm these allegations? I can I can confirm. Um, I have been like going like two weeks ago. I knew like nothing, and over the past two weeks, I've learned names I didn't know before. Learned a lot of teams I didn't really know much about. So I would say I'm I'm getting there. Let's yeah. go getting there. Good. Yeah, it, you're you're already doing way better than me and Alex and Adam. So don't worry about <laughs> yeah. that. Alex, what's up with you, man? I'm doing good. Uh, a little daylight savings today. You know what? The more I'm not even hating it anymore. I used to hate it when I was a kid, but if we're getting that extra hour of sunlight, like I'm down. Like it moves us a step closer to the yeah exactly. Eight thirty sunsets in exactly and beyond. That's what it's all yeah. about. And I, you know, in journalism they say don't bury the lead. The big story has to be discussed first. And I think the big story now that we're all online is Adam is not working off the Xbox Live. So I hate to bury the lead by doing Adam last. But what's up? Hey guys, um, yeah, on a new mic today, so maybe you can hear me a little better than in the After Dark show, so we're hoping for a good result. I think maybe you can move that up to they can. I think, don't worry about that. They can hear yeah. you better. Let's go. Um, we were excited to get in here, uh, talk about the bracket. That was really what we were looking forward to today. It was going to be the big thing. And then we sort of had a debate in the morning because the whole show's revolving around the bracket. Do we want to do an early show? You know, by the grace of God, Owen says, I can't do an early one. We're going to have to do a late one. That lets us include Tom Brady coming in and absolutely taking over the bla- or the bracket, dominating the news day, announces he is returning to the Buccaneers. This is after kind of a crazy weekend where he was linking up with Ronaldo on the pitch over in Manchester, and he was saying, are you done playing? I don't know. Uh, maybe. We'll see. So, Ronaldo, kind of the new Woj, if you want to take it that way. But the big story here, obviously, back to the Bucks. He says in the statement, I mean, first impressions, what do you think here, guys? You think this is his last year? What do you think, Owen? You know what? <clears throat> I think it probably is going to be his last year. Uh, we've kind of mentioned before the the team he has around him. And, you know, it looks like they're going to be able to retain. Obviously, they lost a few pieces. Like, they lost uh, Jensen, for example. Obviously, AB's gone. Um, And then Godwin, I guess, is, I believe, still up in the air. So, who knows what happens there. But, you know, they have, I would say, the bulk of their guys still intact in their core. So, I think 
he saw that and he's obviously still under contract. So he saw that and he thought, you know, why not go one more time if he can still throw the ball like he can. So I like, I like him to do one more year. And then uh, if they can keep the core together, maybe another one after that, but who knows. Do you think it was looking at the roster or do you think it was, you know, a month with the kids, Alex, what do you, what do you lean in towards there? I think it might've been a month with the kids um, and, and Giselle and it just wasn't working out like we predicted actually. Um, you know, he thought he'd have more of a role there, but uh, he wasn't happy with his role at home, I guess. So he decided to go back to his role in Tampa. Um, I don't know what this guy, he's, he's a bit unbelievable. Um, I don't know if how much I respect the decision, if I'm going to be honest. Like, there, I don't know how much of a rush there was for him to, you know, get the retirement stuff out. Um, I think he could have sat on it a little bit longer. Um, and I don't know. I'm not too sure what he's coming back to, really. Like, I don't know how strong his chances are to win with Tampa. I'm not going to count Brady out. But like Owen said, I think the team's going to be a little weaker just given, like, the guys leaving and, you know, Godwin coming off an ACL. Uh, Brown's obviously out of there. So, I don't know what the goal is to just like run it back one more time. Or is the goal a Super Bowl? Cause I have the goal is a Super Bowl. I'm not super convinced on that part, but um, yeah, it's, it's definitely an interesting decision. Yeah. I think you sort of see in some people out there, I think Adam is one of them. I think I'm about to out him right now, but you see some people out there who are like, I don't like this. This move's making me respect him less. Like this sort of, this retirement only lasted like a couple days over a month. Uh, it's kind of a dramatic move. I think, I don't know why he really retired in the first place. It didn't, if he was going to come to the decision this quickly, I mean, I'm sure it was in the back of his head the whole time. On some ways it's good to do it now because free agency didn't even begin. I'm sure people won't remember in a year, but I do see some people changing their opinions. Adam, are you one of them? I mean, I'm not going to say I don't respect the guy or anything, but I just uh, do a little comparison there. If this was, some unnamed quarterback that we talk about all the time on the show. And if someone else did anything like that, I think you would be nominating him for Bozo of the year. So, you know, it's a little bit of a crazy move kind of, if this was anyone else, you would say like, he's just fishing for headlines, but only because it's Brady, we're just saying, Oh, thank God. So, well, the difference between him and unnamed quarterback is he has six more championships and okay. countless more records and trips to the Super Bowl. So that that would be the big difference between the two, if you let me. But I don't, I don't know. <laughs> what do I know? Um, Tampa Bay, NFC favorites, maybe? I don't know. You look at the rest of the conference, Who you really convinced the Rams are going to get back there? I don't know. NFC doesn't look very strong, that's for sure. And yeah. I mean, having Rodgers come back, I mean, that's easy, right? Like, he wasn't... He's not going to be scared of Rodgers or anything. So he, yeah. saw, he saw Rodgers come back and thought, oh, hey, like no more movement in the NFC. I'm good. Like I'll, I'll take my chances. Yeah, I I think that's kind of a main reason why he came back. We'll see what happens with Watson. Kirk Cousins, though, extension. Yeah. That, Huge. He, that, that's yeah. pretty big news. I, I take it back. They're NFC favorites for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Ethan, are you a football guy? Do you like Brady at all? Do you care either way? No, nah, I'm actually I'm a huge football guy. Let's go. So that's probably that's probably what I do while I'm waiting for college ball. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, it's true. But looking at it, I think part of Brady's thing is he's he's sitting back home and he's like, well, this is kind of boring. And yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Like babysitting siblings. I'm like, ah, uh, yeah. I, I would take pretty much any other job to get out of there. So I get that. But if you're looking at this team last year, they really started to get decimated by injuries as they were heading into the playoffs. I think he's looking at it. 
no one team in my mind in the NFC is standing out as a series favorite. So I think he's looking at it like, well, last year we had some injuries. We get AB out of there. We can bring in a normal wide receiver three and we can see what happens. Yeah. And uh, you guys mentioned Antonio Brown's in the losses. I mean, we're forgetting he's a psycho. Like it's not really a loss. I, I think it's a little easier when it's when he's gone. So I don't know. We'll see what happens there. I don't know really their cap situation. I know the cap in football is basically just fake, but you know, whatever. We'll see what happens. I'm sure guys will be willing to take the Brady discount and go there. Uh, Joe Buck, he was another headline maker this weekend, leaving Fox after like 25 years to go to ESPN to team up with his boy Aikman on Monday Night Football. Now, I don't want to get into it too specifically. I'll let you guys take the takes, but five years, 75 million is the rumor. And Aikman was already making 20 sheets a year. So Aikman making more than Buck to me seems a little crazy, but who am I to get into announcer payments? I, I think I should keep that one to you guys. Go ahead. What do you guys think of this one? I'm not a big announcer payment guy, but I would definitely, uh, if I was ESPN, I think it's a good move to pay Aikman a little more than Buck. I think he's the guy that runs that show between those two. <laughs> he's literally speaking like a fourth of the time. I know, but he's the one actually dropping an intel- intellectual comments and not just saying, and the ball is caught. So, you know, I mean, Buck's fine, but. Okay, we shouldn't have went to the Buck hater first. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's... yeah, go ahead, Owen. No, I think, I mean, I'm not obviously not one to talk about in, of uh, announcer payments either, but uh, I think it's a big get for sure. I mean, I would say they're the two, <laughs> they're the is two that biggest. Your, is that your hot take? I mean, I, <laughs> I would Upgrade say the on two. Steve Levy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an upgrade on Steve Levy. That's okay. like all I have okay. to say. Nice. It's a big get. Mm-hmm. Alex, mm-hmm. what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with Adam here. I'm not a Joe Buck hater, but I think Aikman definitely makes the broadcast more interesting than Joe does. Joe has never done an interesting thing on like during the broadcast. It's just like regular <laughs> comments. But like, I don't, I don't hate him Damn. as a broadcaster. It's fine, but it's like the same like five sentences every minute. So um, <laughs> I can definitely understand why they're paying Aikman more because it's like more variability. I think his job's a little harder than Bucks. The other thing we're losing with this which I didn't see people talking about. We're losing Buck at the World Series, which, I mean, he's kind of like the voice of baseball now. I don't I mean, Fox has, I looked it up, they have the MLB rights until 2027. So he's just given up on uh, on doing the World Series. I guess he'll do Sunday Night Baseball or something. But anyway, you have the this or the Manning cast now. Which one are you watching? This. I think Aiken so. And Buck, yeah. I agree. Yep. Probably. I'd say I'd say it depends on the game. If it's like a one of those like Jets, <laughs> you know, like like a bad game, then I'll turn on the Manning cast because mm. it's like at least they'll give me something to uh to look at. Yeah, but if it's threw... like a if it's like a Cowboys Commanders, then Bucks oh, that's on. a good game. Oh, yeah. that's oh. a good game. <laughs> yeah, that one you got to make sure you watch right now. I was gonna say because you know it, it's frequently you know Falcon Seahawks on uh, Monday Night Football. They usually just give you the poo poo platter on there, so you <laughs> you, you got to be ready for that one. Or what's your favorite announcing team, Ethan? You have one. I I mean I don't really pay attention to it much, and yeah, I think a I, lot of the names actually blend together. But going back to what Alex said, I think Joe Buck has done some interesting things, never for good Pre- reasons. 
But mm. if I'm remembering correctly, there's a game near the end of the season, possibly Chargers. I think the tight end, it's for sure in LA, a tight end goes oh, down with that yes. huge injury. Oh, yeah. And his response Parham. is the players, players laying on the ground, shaking. Everyone's <laughs> like, oh, my goodness, is this guy dead? Is he paralyzed? Like, what's happening? And Buck's like, well, he might just be cold. I know it's LA, <laughs> but it's a little colder than normal in LA. So yeah. I think I think you got to have a guy like Aikman there where it's like, maybe that's not why he's shaking yeah you got to level it out i see what you're yeah. saying there that that being said i'm actually a tony romo guy myself yeah so mm. many people are many people are including adam <laughs> he shakes his head but he's a tony romo guy uh we'll do the cowboys all in one swoop adam you traded amari cooper to the browns this one's really only for you you didn't really gain anything from this you were going to release him anyway um i don't know it seems a little weird to me that you're protecting, uh, you know, Zeke Elliott's contract and dumping Amari Cooper at the side of the road. But, hey, I don't watch your team all the time. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm not a financial advisor, so I can't really talk no about way. Zeke's okay. contract. Okay, just so our audience knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know uh, what options we have at this point with Zeke's contract, but if we add no, Get options, rid of him. That's your main option. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much money we do, but, yeah, that that's probably a good solution. But um, about Cooper, I just kind of feel bad that he has to go to the Browns because I don't think they're good. And I don't think he's going to have fun playing with that quarterback, whoever their quarterback is. But um, I'm glad we re-signed Gallup because I think he's a little underrated and it'll mm-hmm. be nice to see him thrive. So Yeah, is it, well, in 2024, yeah, it'll be nice to see him thrive then. Um, he'll, be, he'll be okay. Can you be underrated making like $15 million a year? Is that it's a, a good question. He's making like... 11 but yeah he was under he's underrated oh then throw out the throw out the whole deck of cards then it's a whole new game i mean i'd uh, say he's underrated because before the show started phil said oh we don't need to talk about that so that alone speaks on how underrated he is yeah and after two minutes i was right yeah uh okay. khalil mack going to the chargers alex you've had him before uh obviously in a bit of his better days he's sort of playing i don't know is not a guarantee that he plays all the games Second and a sixth going back to Chicago. I think there's a pretty universal belief this is a good trade for both sides. You're in the, his division. What do you think of yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, anytime you can pick up a second round pick, it's good. Um, guess, guess. I don't. I, if I'm gonna be honest, I'm not, not too sure what the Bears are doing. Like six months ago, they were all in, like getting Andy Dalton <laughs> as their starting quarterback, and now it's like rebuild, rebuild. Let's stock the cupboards. <laughs> so I'm not really sure what they're doing, but I mean, hey, second round pick. Um, yeah, seeing him in the in the Chargers uniform is going to be tough. And just being a Raiders fan right now, um, we're not really answering any of these teams. You got the Broncos <laughs> getting Wilson. You got Mac on the Chargers. I mean, the Chiefs are the Chiefs, and we're out here like, oh yeah, Max Crosby. Hey Jones. Yeah. And we extend we extended Max Crosby, so there's our answer. Um, so hopefully we're active in free agency. But I think you know he's he's not you know Aaron Donald, so. He's, I guess he's an impactful player, but he's not, you know, elite of the elite. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I don't think there's a more injury-prone trio that they're marketing as their star defense than the yeah. Bosa-Mac-James combo. It's like, oh, <laughs> okay, cool. Are they going to play week one together? I don't know. It's not a guarantee. Um, Deshaun Watson cleared of all charges criminally. Now, mainly here, we're just going to stick to the football side of things. I'm not really sure there's anything else to say on that part, but it seems like they said the Panthers, who they've been talking about this guy for like a year. Poor Sam Darnold's just sitting there. Um, 
they said the Panthers and the Saints are going to meet with them. That's going to be the uh, the two teams that speak to him. They also said maybe Pittsburgh, maybe Seattle, maybe the Colts. Alex made a face when I said Pittsburgh, but we're in there. We're sticking our neck. <laughs> I'm out. down for some Pittsburgh. Like I'm down. <laughs> Cleveland's in there too. That was the rumor I was that's hearing. That's gross. Yeah, that's That'd disgusting. Oh, you like that one? Yeah, for Amari Cooper. Mm. Oh, oh my God. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, thank goodness. We Amari Cooper really deserves it. Um, <laughs> is there a team you want to see him go to, or a team you think would be best for him? Oh, and you can go first there. I mean, everything I've read and seen is saying Panthers. Like, I feel like that's kind of the favorite at this point. So, I mean, I think it's a good fit. Like, I mean, they have like a poor offensive line and then a decent defense, like some good defensive pieces. So, and obviously like the Christian Texans. McCaffrey, if he plays. Yeah, it's like kind of like the Texans, like going from the Texans to the Texans. So I think it'd be a decent situation. I mean, clearly they want him and he needs to get out of Houston. So go to the team that needs a quarterback. I think it makes sense. What do you think, Alex? I like it. I'd, I'm not even joking. I'd I'd like him more on the Steelers. I think that'd be a much, much more interesting. Th- they'd be, you know, Super Bowl contenders, I think, if, if he whoa. was on the Steelers. Not whoa. whoa. Not whoa. We, because we are right ha- now. No, if, if he got on the Steelers, they'd be Super Bowl contenders. Top defense, top coach. I think their offense is still great. Like a second year with Najee build up that O-line a little bit. You still got those great wide wide receivers. So um, him on the Panthers, I mean, I'm not – I don't know if that, you know, pushes them over and, you know, gets them – like, I don't know if they're making the playoffs even because um, mm-hmm. you still – then you're playing Brady twice now, but he's back. So um, I'd, I'd like them on, I'd like him on the Steelers. Just with Tomlin, I think that would be a really, really good connection. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's I, – I wonder if there's more – almost more of a push from between Carolina and New Orleans now that Brady's back in that division or if one of them sort of taps out if they don't get him. I sort of wonder what's going on there if that has any stake in the situation. Uh, Adam, Ethan, what do you guys think? Um, I mean, other than the Browns, I kind of agree with Alex. I think Steelers, I'm sure he would love to play for the Steelers. And I mean, I'm sure the Steelers would love to have him. So if that worked out, that would be a scary team for sure. Yeah, I mean, the Steelers, they've had question marks at quarterback before. They've had Big Ben oh, out there doing ones. his thing. Big. Now, the problem is, when you're <laughs> trading for this guy, you still don't know if he's going to get a suspension because you've had past players like Zeke or whatever. They weren't charged criminally, but still ended up with six games or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So if you're trading for this guy, I think you're looking at it with the fact that he is in his prime, so it's not just this year you're competing. I still like him to the Steelers, though. They've been great at developing, cor- uh, not quarterbacks, but wide receivers. So I think you could make quite the offensive firepower over there. Yeah. I mean, maybe if we're lucky, they could dump Claypool in the trade. I don't know. Just an idea. <laughs> um, I do think, though, you're right. I think he's probably looking at six or eight games right to begin. Um, so that means for a team like Carolina, if you're trotting out, you know, I don't know. Brandon Allen at quarterback for the first eight games. I don't love your odds. You are in the NFC, but then again. So if you go to a team with a more solid base, then I think your chances are a little bit better. Uh, lastly, in football, the possibly the saddest contract extension of all time, Kirk Cousins, one year, $35 million, entirely guaranteed. This is a classic, we can't do better than you, and you can't do better than us, so let's just come back together for another year. Um, 
one year 35 fully guaranteed is a crazy contract i can't lie that is nutty kirk cousins has made himself a lot of money um what do you guys think of this whole thing i've been hearing some rumblings of uh of deshaun watson to the to the vikings i read some a couple things today about that i I know it was probably before six o'clock yeah so it was probably (laughs) obviously before now um but i was gonna i guess back on the previous point i thought that would be a good pairing but now that they've got kirk cousins i think i agree with you i think you know (laughs) he's the best option they've had i mean he's a solid quarterback i mean he's obviously we know what he's his flaws are he's not super good in in the end of games he's not like crazy dynamic and he doesn't push the ball downfield when you need him to but i mean not a good three things to have said about you to be fair He's, I mean, the iconic Kirk Cousins moment is when he lined up uh, behind the guard to get the snap at the end of a game. So that's just, I mean, that's what Kirk Cousins is. He'll be great for, he'll be good, efficient, but uh, he'll line up behind the guard when you need him to score a touchdown. And he'll be great so. in the morning window too. And for the first mm. four weeks yeah. of the season when you were saying that's he right. was MVP. Yeah, MVP. That's too. right. That's right. Uh-huh. People forget <laughs> that was a big take from Owen. Uh, you got any, any comment on this pairing, Alex? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, you guys know, I'm not a Kirk Cousins fan at all. Um, I was pretty hyped for their GM actually coming in. I heard he was like a big, like, he had like a finance major at Stanford, big finance analytics guy. Um, so this is pretty disappointing actually that, you know, he's just extending Kirk right now. Thought, you know, maybe he'd shake, shake something up there in Minnesota, but I don't, I don't get why you're going back to Kirk. It's annoying. Just at this point, try literally any other quarterback. Like I'm down for Wentz. Like just give me literally anybody <laughs> else because like Kirk has eight and nine written all over it or whatever, like a mediocre record is. So um, if I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan, I'm upset because you're just guaranteeing yourself another, another season of just mediocrity. So can I say, well, can I say it to your point uh, just real quick? I think analytics actually like this makes sense to me because I think analytics like uh Kirk Cousins a lot more than the eye test likes Kirk Cousins. Top five in QBR last year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh so God. if you're strictly looking at numbers, I think it makes sense that you have an analytics like finance guy who would take Kirk Cousins. I think mm. that makes sense. Yeah. So, so now Alex is out on the finance major. I'm out. I'm not I consider doing finance. I'm out now for sure. Well, <laughs> you might have been out, but now I'm gonna pull you back in with Kirk okay. Cousins' latest tweet. Are you ready? Oh, now that that's out the way, dot, 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 let's get to work on a Lombardi. Hashtag let's frickin' go, and then a smiley face emoji. So let's frickin' go. Her cousins to the Lombardi. Maybe we can work on, you know, winning a division first, but hey. I mean, that's a good answer, though, to, you know, the Packers signed Rodgers. We don't know how much for, though, yet. It yeah, might not oh, be the 400. It's a mystery, guys. It, yeah. not, it might not be the 200 uh, mil four years. So good uh, answer. It's you like, oh, look at this Packers. We can extend them for another 35 mil. Yeah. You guys, you guys, it's like, hey, you're stuck another year facing Kirk Cousins, Packers. I'm surprised Mr. Green and Gold didn't see all the quarterback news tonight and throw his hat in the ring with some story. I don't know. Maybe that's coming tomorrow morning. Uh, Major League Baseball, since the last time we spoke, the lockout has ended and they're playing a full 162 game season. Now, I'm very happy about this. I guess, Ethan, I'll ask you because Alex is a one-team fan. Adam could care less. Owen and I sort of care. Do you care at all about baseball or are you like mostly everybody else? 
I'm pretty fair weather. Like if a Jays game is on and it's August, yeah, I might put it on. If it's World Series, I might put it on, might not. There's no guarantees. Mm. I think, yeah, baseball's pretty slow and long for me. Yes, that, that those two things it is. That That is very true. They are adding in the lockout, the new moves are, there's going to do 12-team playoffs now, added this year. So I think that adds up to, what, three division winners and three wild cards pretty much. That's pretty simple. Uh, Universal DH, that's added this year. And then next year, they're doing pitch clocks, they're doing bigger bases, and they're doing uh, no shifts. Which, I mean, if we had to suffer a month for that, I'll take it. Pitch clocks is a massive upgrade, and so is uh, no shift, obviously. I was going to say, aren't they also uh, getting rid of like the uh, extra innings rules? Like It's now going to be regular extra inning baseball. So mm-hmm. no, no runner and then no, you know, it's going to go nine innings or no seven innings for double hitters. Yeah. The zombie runner was one of the stupidest it's things. It's terrible. I hated sports. it. Yeah. That, Can I ask why no shifts is a good thing? Cause I saw a lot of people hating on the fact that they're doing that. It's not a good thing. I think it's a good thing. Phil personally. said it was a good thing. I'll give you my side of it. I, I it liked it. Means, I like banning it. Yeah, it means more balls in play. It means yeah. more action. That's what I like about it personally. Owen, you can take your ante. Yeah, I mean, I guess by like a entertainment perspective, yeah, but I just think it's this like it's a stupid way to reward players for not knowing how to hit the baseball. Because if you want to beat the shift, I mean, you've seen guys bunt through the shift. You, you can shorten your swing up and get through the shift. I mean, it's just I think it just rewards players who don't play the game I the agree. way that it could be beaten. You know what I mean? No, like I. You could say I the same look- for the defense, though. No, it's like be better. Like I don't know, get the get the ball. Yeah, run yeah. faster. Run faster. Dive faster. I don't know. But you're not you want to show off. You want to show off your athletes if they're there. If they're Prince Fielder, you probably don't want to show them off. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, don't put him in short. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think. I think it's just a win that baseball's back. I think we're happy about it, but I mean, there's two transactions we need to talk about, and one I'm gonna I'm gonna break Owen's heart because it happened during the recording of this show. No. Josh Donaldson is a Yankee. Oh, it shoot. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it makes a he lot went of for sense. he went for Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela. So okay, two bums. Yeah, if that's of any interest to you, but that is tough. I do not want to see him in the pinstripes, but it makes so much sense though. Does it not, Phil? Uh, personally, I, I'm not up to date on the Yankee roster right now, so I don't know. I just but mean, I don't know. Just the idea, I, not 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 to do with rosters or anything. Just the idea of him oh. going to the Yankees makes so much sense to me. It just, I always seems like it seems just like it was natural. Yeah, that he like would eventually go there. I love the guy, but he's yeah. he's kind of a jerk. Like, yeah, he is. <laughs> like he is. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the second transaction. Our Jays pitcher, Yusei Kikuchi. Again, we're all happy about this, but this is all to Owen. Owen was a fan of him before he got here, so tell yes. us what we need to know about him. I mean, I think I, I, I've been so I was so happy when I heard like when Phil texted me. I, he actually broke the news to me. I was thrilled because I think at this point we have the best rotation in all of Major League Baseball, and I don't think there's a rotation that's particularly that close to us. Because if you look at it, our our ace is probably Gosman at this point. We have number we have a number one starter. Number two, we got Barrios. Number three, we got Manoa. Number four, this Kikuchi, who was basically the the Mariners' ace last year, is now our number four starter. And then now Hyunjin Ryu, who we paying we're paying like a hundred billion dollars over however long it is, is now our fifth day starter. Maybe even move him to the bullpen at some point because I don't even like him that much. That's how good this team is. Uh, so I'm pretty fired up. Owen's response to me were two all caps texts. You're lying. 
we secured the cooch. That was his double text to me. Nice. Um, two messages from Owen. Uh, basketball, very quickly, kind of a quiet weekend. But Ben Simmons showed up to Philadelphia on Thursday, so it's old news at this point. But it, he showed up in a Louis Vuitton hockey jersey. Why are you there? Like, I, I don't understand why he's there. It doesn't make sense. Because he's to me, a tough guy? Yeah, he needed to show his real thick skin by not playing in the game. Um, anyway, nothing to gain from that one. But the Nets, they squashed him. Harden was terrible, spotted at the club after the game. Uh, and then today we had Steve Nash come out and say, Ben Simmons, quote, isn't even close to playing one-on-one. So oh, oh, whoa. I, I don't know what Ben Simmons was doing for the last eight months, but, I mean, you'd yeah. think maybe, I, I think he hasn't had sufficient time to rest that back, apparently. But, I mean, Sixers and Nets lumped into one here. What do you guys think? Any story from there, just take it i gotta be honest i gotta be honest that doesn't look good up from ben simmons part i don't know like what kind of research the nets were doing but i i don't know i would ask for even more from philly knowing this guy might not even like play like like i don't know what he was practicing like what he was doing um but i know you've got you know joe johnson who who's been out of the league for like five years or maybe even more was was on a flight back to i think boston the second they called him and was playing in the NBA. Like, there's literally no excuse for you to be not even close to playing one-on-one. Like, I mean, dude, come on. It's it's your job. and you didn't, Like, he would have had some insight that he was getting traded to the Nets. So, super disappointing that he's not even ready. Um, and I have to admit, James Harden tricked me. Um, those two games, I think he played against the Kings and the Knicks. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Kings and the Knicks are not very good last time I checked defensively um and what did he go he went like one for no three for 20 or something three for 18 you think so yeah something like that and then he followed that up actually today they barely beat the orlando magic um and he went a nice uh five for 19 today Mm. too so putting up westbrook numbers um always good to see so yeah i i was pretty high on philadelphia there to start but i kind of pull back now because i think i'm we're gonna get some of that in the playoffs from harden Mm-hmm. If you bet fifteen to one on and James Johnson being mentioned on this episode, then cha ching cha ching. Uh, Owen, what, you have anything on these? Yeah, I think as a, as far as I, like, I agree with everything that uh, Alex said. I think it's bizarre. It's just so bizarre. I don't really understand why he's not ready to play at least one on one. Like I was hearing, he's not going to play in the Sixers game because there's like too much drama and stuff. But he's going to play the next game, and now, like you said, Phil, it's he's not even ready to play what he's not even close to being ready to play one-on-one. So I don't understand that, but I think, uh, you know, I like Curry looks good. So I'll give him a little bit of credit there. Like he's a solid piece. I th- I've heard some people say at the end of the day, this might be considered the Curry trade, the Curry hearted <laughs> trade, <laughs> which I mean, I know it sounds a bit, they do. And I know it sounds a bit crazy, but he's a solid piece. So I'm not going to completely discount them for that. Um, and then, I mean, the nets look, they look okay. Like they really do a hard, uh, Durant looks really good. I know this isn't really related to the trade, but I'm seeing, I'm seeing a scary Durant right now. Mm-hmm. I got to point that out. Cause he's looking scary. Yeah. They're yeah. eight and 16 without him. And when they're with them, yeah. I mean, he's as good as it gets. You have a Nets or a Sixers opinion, Ethan. I'm just saying, what would y'all give for a playoff series between these two teams? Oh, my God. it's gotta be a lot, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's probably the juiciest possible series in the whole NBA right now. That's what I'm thinking. Just, like, looking at the teams, 
oh, I would love to see that. But you have to get Ben Simmons in, even if it's just for like two games and 15 minutes per. Yeah, gotta get right. something going. He's gonna be on his minutes restriction for his back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Active game six, fifteen minute max. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like that for Ben Simmons. Uh, Adam, do you care about the Sixers and the Nets at all? Are they interesting you in the playoffs? If they played each other, it would be uh, probably fun on Twitter for like the first game and see what mm. happens. But only no. the first game, though. The other six might suck. I mean, um, yeah. Mark Markeith Morris is going to return for the Heat. I'm not sure if he already returned or if he is going to return. It's one of the two. I mean, it's Markeith Morris who really cares. But it's the first time he's playing since he was shoved by Jokic in the back. That's a 58-game absence for Markeith Morris. Uh, they asked him if Jokic had reached out to speak to him, and he said, I don't want to hear from him. He did what he did. It is what it is. Markeith Morris, for the first time, is learning... I mean, I'm just going to go right to Alex. I don't even want to take a punch. Yeah. You just go right ahead, buddy. Well, 58 game, I'm going to call it suspension because when you're going at the MVP to break his rib, that's if I'm the commissioner I'm giving you a 58 game suspension. So I'm considering this, he's coming back from his suspension. I don't care about the whiplash. Um, and like, he's, he's the MVP dude. Um, like he's for sure not going to reach out to you. I know you'd feel great if he did, um, you know, the MVP talking to you, but, uh, Markeith Morris is just like an irrelevant player for the Heat. So him him coming back, I mean, it's it's not a big deal. It's he he's acting like, all right, playoff push Miami, like guys, I'm here. But uh but yeah. It, I, like no one cares. Like no one cares, dude. Um you did what you did what you did. Um so you know, if you wouldn't if he didn't go at Jokic, Jokic wouldn't have went back at him. So you guys know how I feel about this, but uh yeah, Mark Markeith, no one cares, dude. I completely and totally agree. Markeith Morris spent 10 years like being the tough guy and then the first time he got hit back he was like, "Oh my god, like this is He turned his back season. real quick yeah. there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Who's more of a fake tough guy, him or Tyler Hero? Oh, oh wow. Oh, it's got to really, be it's got to be Markeith. Neck and neck. <laughs> I think it's got to be Markeith cuz you know what? I'm just going to give Tyler credit. Like at least I think okay. Ty- Tyler tries pretty hard. Like he'll he he'll give you the snarl, he'll like he'll kind of go at you, but he also uh-huh. needs that guy to hold him back a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Markeith, like Phil has been saying, like Markeith's been trying to rep this, like ever since he's been in the league, he's been trying to rep and be this tough guy. And the one time he gets his chance, he turns his back and, and gets clobbered. So, yeah. I just want to see one time Tyler Hero go at somebody and somebody not hold him back. I would That'd be love funny. to see what he does. I think you're going to be waiting for a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something tells me. Uh, Ethan, it was the last NBA one, so if you got you know anything you want to get off your chest with the NBA this season, I know you're probably a little bit of a fan, so let it fly if you got to take. I mean, I don't have, I don't really have much to add. I mean, going back to Markeith, though, this is the same guy that brought his six eight, two hundred thirty five twin to go beat up some random dude. That's right. <laughs> his mom went on a date with or something. Oh People, my so god! So we're talking about a fake tough guy already. If you're six eight and two thirty five, <laughs> how many people like? Are even at eye level with you. The fact you have to bring your twin to beat this guy up, I mean, no. Then you go in a league where people are actually your size. I don't think anyone respects that guy. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's a good point. I never thought of it like that because I always thought, oh, he showed up to like beat up this random like sixty-year-old. Like that, he's a tough guy. But no, if he had to bring the brother for backup, dude. You're right. You make a good point there. I Family agree. over everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they talk about that like once a year. And Heat ESPN culture. does like a special on it. 
They're like, have you ever wondered what the FOE on their tats mean? <laughs> Family over everything. Oh, I've wondered, my friend. Oh, I lame. sure have. Um, weekend winners and losers. We can dive into that. You want to do wins first? You want to do losses first? What do you guys think? Winners. winners. Wow. Unanimous winners. What do you, Owen, oh, you want to go first? Sure. Yeah, Love I'll it. go first. So my first winner this week is TikTok education. So mm. I'm sure most of us saw this, um, but there was a report that the White House was briefing TikTok influencers on the Ukraine uh, conflict. So they sat them down um, and they basically instructed them like, these are like the most important points that you need to get across in your content. And so they sent them out with the White House talking points. And now there's people on TikTok that are educating the masses. There's some influencers out there that are influ- that are uh, wow. educating the masses. So big wow. winner this week. The yeah. relay system. I hadn't actually <laughs> seen that. Yeah, going right to they're going right to the source. They're like, you know what? We can't like be sending this out in the Washington Post. Like we got to go to where the kids are at. Yeah, I like how you said, yeah. and I'm assuming most of you heard of this, and I guarantee none of us four heard of that. So okay, all right. <laughs> well, now we heard. So yeah, yeah. Education. You probably I had heard it. Yeah. I had heard it. it. Two for yeah, coming. and you might have you might have seen some videos without even knowing it too, because it's you know mm-hmm. undercover a little bit. A little so. guerrilla marketing. Yeah. Um, and then my second one, my second winner this week is just the NFL rumor mill because it's hilarious. Like I sometimes go on Reddit or Twitter and just look at uh, the feed there. And some of the like rumors that get fired around are so funny. Like I was looking today, I mentioned one before, but Deshaun Watson to the Vikings was like a serious one that was getting thrown around by blue checks all over the place. They're like, they got receivers. Plus apparently he likes Dalvin Cook. So like. And oh, maybe, send, maybe we'll send him over. Yeah, and print the jerseys. <laughs> yeah, yeah so they'll fire him over there. Uh, another one I saw was Gronk to the Titans. He's got a serious interest in in the Tennessee Titans, so wow. he's he might go there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, you know, I thought uh, just big winner this week is the NFL rumor mill because it's kicking up and it's uh, a lot of entertainment there. Stock think, is up. Yeah, stock is up way up. I think I think that just proves. I mean. You can just make a story out of anything. I'm yeah. like right now, I'm gonna say uh-huh. Justin Herbert likes the look of the Pittsburgh Steelers next year, <laughs> and he's thinking about it. And he's saying, if I could get me a guy like Claypool, I mean, things could happen. Uh-huh. NFL yeah. teams are expressing interest in Deshaun Watson. It's uh, true. Are we sure? I, like, I can say that as, as like factual information. The Commanders, I'm sure, at least the Commanders are. We we know they that. have reached out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And they've sent yeah. a text they're not yeah. done they've still got their picks they only got rid of two-thirds <laughs> so the cupboard is somewhat still full they they yeah. want to bring in uh competition for carson wentz yeah watson and wentz uh-huh well fitzpatrick watches from the wheelchair on the That's sidelines right. yeah uh-huh uh-huh yeah the commandos um what are your winners this week alex um i've only got one winner but it's a pretty big winner um, I bashed him earlier here in the podcast, but anytime you've made $230 million over your career, um, I think you got to be a winner. And at the end of the day, Kirk, Kirk is a winner. I mean, signing that extension for 35 mil. Um, I don't know, man. I don't even get how these guys are making this much money. I guess if you're just an average quarterback, you can literally end up with like half a bill um, in your, in, in career earnings. I'm sure he's made a bunch off like endorsements and stuff too. Um, so being being a mediocre quarterback definitely looks like a lucrative job. 
Um, so anyone who's looking to make some money, definitely apply <laughs> on Indeed or something. And backup QBs too. I got to shout out backup QBs. They they also like make a, a, a bunch of money. Um, so so shout out to those guys too. So huge Alex, money. I didn't know you were such a Kirk Cousins hater. I didn't realize. Uh, dude, this. I'm a pretty big Kirk Cousins hater. Like I know like Tannehill's my guy though. So when they're comparing Tannehill and Kirk, yeah. I'm always a Tannehill guy. Me too. Uh, Tannehill, I hope Tannehill. I hope Tannehill's made more money. Dude, yeah. Tannehill. He's a hot debate point. You bring him up in any debate, and everybody's got an opinion, dude. Top ten. Well, I don't know about that, but we'll see. Wait, what is it? It's always Garoppolo versus what's the other guy? Carson Wentz. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Or Carson Wentz. So it's the carousel. (laughs) Yeah. Wow, it's disrespectful to Tannehill to put him in there, but it really is. You got (laughs) to pick between those three, Ethan. Break it down. (laughs) Definitely not Jimmy G. Okay. I was actually so I was Let's looking go. for your your boys' show last time, and I was blowing Owen's phone up about it because I've got some hot takes about my quarterbacks. Let it go. So Let's I, hear them. I, I want to hear. I would them take all. Wentz over Jimmy G for sure. Okay. Wow. Like you guys were wow. talking about Jimmy G is taking care of the ball, but let's keep in mind he had twelve <laughs> I picks. I wasn't. Wentz Let had me get seven in front of picks. Yeah. So we're True. not pretending Wentz is good, but yes. he's serviceable mm. and at a cheap price. Mm. You know. And Wentz has it. been to a Super Bowl. He, he has two super. He has two MVP votes as well. You'll see that yeah. on Twitter. That's true. Uh huh. And he Jimmy was, G, were they deserving? Probably not. Jimmy G has the most Super Bowl rings out of actually. Now that Brady's back, that's not true. Second most Super Bowl rings <laughs> out of all active quarterbacks. Wow. I would have the most if I played behind Tommy Br- Tom Brady. Doesn't but matter. You didn't. Does not matter if you play <laughs> with Tom Brady. You'll end up with a ring. <laughs> wow. Adam just ended the debate. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> is Jacoby Brissett tied with him technically? Is he have two as well? I don't know. It's close. Those were some. Those were some hot takes. You weren't kidding. I liked it though. It's Carson Wentz. We found a fan. Um, but... Well, I, I wouldn't go as far as a fan. I did <laughs> end fan. up end up with a jersey. Oh, that, that was not a that fan, was a mistake. Not a fan. That, this was back when he got his it was two a MVP votes. Hey, hear me out. Hear me out. I needed. It was a mistake. It's in my closet. Never worn it. A little sad about it. But I needed a Philly jersey. I'm like, Philly's kind of a sick market. Decent jerseys. But who are you going to get on Philly? Keep in mind, this is like 2017, maybe? DeMarco Murray. DeMarco Murray. Kelsey Kelsey and the Wizard. I should have went Jason Kelsey. That was was on me. But, like, there wasn't a lot to choose from. There's no receivers. That's true. You, and like you, now you could go with like Darius Slay, but I not there at the time. Over oversight. Yeah, it is yeah. what it is. You, sometimes you got to get the get the. You, you can't get a Fletcher Cox jersey. Yeah, yeah. no, that he's one's there out. for three tackles a game. Like I don't know what to do with that. Yeah, yeah. and that's just a tough one to be repping all the time. You know, it's, you're yeah. opening yourself up to some jokes potentially. That <laughs> <one>. Yeah, <laughs> I put it out there for you boys. Thought you'd like it. Thank you. It was a lob, and uh, the boys were gracious enough to let me go up and slam it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, my only winner this week is Popovich. Oh yeah, nice. The greatest coach in basketball history, the history of the sport. Win number one thousand three hundred thirty-six. Did we get pumped by the Pacers the next night? Yes, we got pumped by the Pacers. But you know what? It's all about the big wins here. I don't think he's going to coach after this season. So I think that uh, it's very nice to see him get the win. Adam, why would you just say one three three six with a question mark at the end? 
almost one three three seven. Okay, scoreboard watching. It's like uh, uh, we're not playing tonight, Adam. Are you not playing tonight? No. I'm just... Never mind. I'll show you later. It's not important. <laughs> okay. It's like a well... it's a video game thing. Never mind. Oh, okay, cool. I I should have <laughs> Phil would have understood. Damn. Mm-hmm. I ninety five percent loaded. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it, I will say about that game though, the Spurs is the only time they've won a game this season when trailing after three quarters, which is a little bit depressing, but it is nice to see. And it was a good celebration too. How he just sort of like didn't really want to celebrate, and then everybody mobbed him, and then they went off. It was nice. It was nice. nice, nice. So I had to shout out my boy, best coach ever. Adam, do you have a winner this week, or Ethan? Either of you guys have one? Um, I mean, I was gonna make my winner hat tricks just because uh, of that. Kareem Benzema come back in the Champions League, comes back, scores a hat trick, and then a couple days later, Ronaldo comes back from the grave and scores a hat trick as well. So, uh, two of the great strikers scoring hat tricks this week. So, winner hat tricks. Mm. I support Benzema. that big time. That Almost was a huge win. Harry Kane's level. <laughs> That was disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Maybe for, one day. For, <laughs> go ahead, Owen. Can I run something by uh, soccer fans? Yeah. Sure. I saw it on Twitter. This uh, check blue check mark was saying that uh, Paul Pogba is the LeBron of soccer. Yeah. That's, is, that, is that pretty hot? That's, that's jokes. In what way? White hot. Yeah. It's like a seatbelt on a summer day. <laughs> okay. Like maybe no, if you meant like. What would his NBA know. equivalent be? Uh, somebody with great potential who never really came into form, like Spencer Dinwiddie. I don't know Devin Booker. <laughs> well, Whoa. Adam, you don't watch basketball, so nah. disregard that <laughs> one for the people at home. I mean, I he's not bad. Pogba's not bad. Yeah. He's just you know. Yeah, but he had more potential than what he ended up being. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Amari Cooper. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, fourth Amari Cooper shout out of the day. Um, <laughs> The guy on Sky who said that the the that Kareem Benzema is almost approaching Harry Kane's level that was one of the funniest videos ever. If yeah. you're if you don't watch soccer, that would be like me coming out with, you know, Aaron Rodgers. He's finally getting close to Derek Carr. That, yeah, that would be. That, that hey, would be why'd you gotta put my that. guy in there, man? Come on. <laughs> why'd you gotta do my guy dirty like that? Right, somebody's gotta go under the bus, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anything you had for winners this weekend, Ethan? Uh yeah, so we're gonna go for a fifth shout out with Amari Cooper. I'm not saying Amari <laughs> Cooper's the winner, <laughs> but go. I think Baker Mayfield for the moment's the winner. So if ever Baker Mayfield's gonna prove that he is indeed a starting quarterback, which jury's still out, getting Amari Cooper is a huge win. He hasn't mm. had a ton of talent around him in the actual passing game. So you get a thousand yard receiver that's twenty seven years old, that's that's gotta be a dub. Yeah, for sure. I, for him it's a big win. Um, I mean, he had Odell. That is true. That yeah, but if if your if your wide receiver one hates you and has a bunch going on, he, and his he's dad's not cooking up, and his dad's cooking up videos about how much you suck. <laughs> yeah, like so, I mean, so like they two were years gone, Ari. yeah, they were using that excuse that like Odell doesn't run in their like timing offense or whatever. And I mean, uh, that's definitely a big excuse. But uh, I guess Amari Cooper is a pretty good route runner, so he should fit in if that's the actual excuse they're using. So I guess. Can I, I mean, Jarvis Landry was pretty good yeah. as a route runner. Can I just add, I loved um, all the people saying, like, wow, there's no way, like, the Cowboys couldn't have gotten more for Amari Cooper. Like, where's the first round pick? Like Phil said, like, they were going to cut him anyways. Like, yeah, like fifth, <laughs> yeah. fifth round pick is, is an unbelievable haul for Cooper. Like, yeah, maybe every team knows you were going to cut him because, I don't know, you leaked 
two weeks ago that you were thinking about cutting him? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just an idea. Um, loser, Zoe, you're back up. You can go first there. Okay, so my first loser is uh, New York FC. So, oh my MLS god, guy. I saw this. <laughs> oh my god. And there, I want to give credit where credit's due because they did win, I think, the MLS championship. I think that's just what it's called. Yeah. Um, but the, the reason they're a loser, sir, the MLS Cup. Sorry, I apologize. Sorry for the fans at home. But uh, the reason they're a loser is because they unveiled their banner this week. And it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. So it's like three guys that are on this like balcony and they have the banner like covered. <laughs> Like all covered up. Uh, if you like pull the video up, if you're at home, and they like open it, like they like unfurl it, and it's maybe the size of like a, I don't know, like a dentist office TV, maybe. You know, one of those wall-mounted. It's a like napkin. A, it is a yeah, napkin. It's horrible, and it's not even up in the rafters. It's like something a fan would put there. You know what I mean? It's like on the stands. It's yeah, embarrassing. It, it didn't look like the team organized or anything. It looked like the yeah. team was like, oh, sick. This guy like brought it in like dope. Like, let's just take a quick vid and post it on our Twitter. <laughs> like, it looks like they went to Staples like an hour before and they're like, yo, like, can we print this? And they just printed it out and like put it on the on yeah. over there. It looked it's like what's the wow. biggest size we can get? And they're like, we can do like uh, like 30 inches by 30 by 30. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. It looks I, like it's on like seven different Microsoft Word documents, and then they glued them all together. You oh, know? classic! So you yeah. had to make a big sheet. Yeah. I mean, I kind of respected the move because it kind of feels like they're just leaving space for all their future banners. So it's kind of like this is the first of many. Because mm -hmm. eventually, let's say they plan on having like twenty going across there, you can't have right. a giant one, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. The classic Forward look: thinking. twenty years in the future. Yeah. 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 Uh -huh. The classic you laugh now i'll win later situation yeah, yeah. but shout out shout out to the fans though because they were like fist bumping they're like yeah let me hear your new york like they were really like going at it so i mean shout out to those guys those are some diehards really yeah. really diehards and adam would tell you the mls is the fastest growing sport in america so it is yeah according to guy on tiktok that one past hockey now. Yeah, I'm sure it did. Um, Owen, you have another loser? <laughs> I do. So my loser this week is whining. Um, and I'm going to start. I've got two examples for you. Oh, Number this one, weekend only. Well, this weekend specifically, I should say. Number one, we've got Naomi Osaka. Let's oh, oh, go. Let's go. Owen, I was a little scared to talk about this, but let's go. Now when I, I sent it to the chat, I knew Owen was going to do it. I just knew yeah. it. I, I created a monster. <laughs> So Naomi Osaka, for those of you, I know uh, Alex. People know who she is. Don't worry. Do okay. <laughs> so Naomi Osaka played in the Indian Wells Open, I believe is what it's called. Correct me if I'm wrong, Alex. That's right. No, I uh, Indian Wells. Alex, Indian you've been Wells. to that tournament a couple times, no? Uh, yes, I've been twice. Great tournament. She's obviously one of the best tennis players in the world. So, you know, she brings out the fans, right? Haters, lovers, you know. She's been ranked number one. I don't know what she's at right now. Not, not a huge oh, top tennis 100. guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she's, you know, she's up there, some might say. Um, but she was getting heckled by this guy. Uh, and she brought her to tears. Obviously really bad, right? You don't want you don't want to make it, you know, this person cry. You don't want to hurt someone's feelings. God. You wouldn't want to hurt her feelings. The person was saying, you suck to Naomi. That's it. Just saying, you know, you suck. Pretty common sports chant. Um, um, yeah, go ahead. 
I I have so much to say about this, I don't, but like I'll try and keep it short. Um, <laughs> like I don't know where to start with her because she's she's had like like some issues during her career, and I know she's had some mental health stuff, and I understand all that. But like I think what pissed me off the most was the audacity of her. So first of all, she's playing an unranked player. Like this is a big deal for her. She's playing against Naomi Osaka. Like, like this is a huge deal. Like this girl, I think she's actually from Russia, this girl, but she had to play under the neutral flag. Anyways, um, mid-match, she gets her feelings hurt and she starts crying. So she goes to the ump and asks, hey, can I get a microphone to like address the fan that's saying you suck to me, which is way out of whack. Like, I don't care who you are. Like if you're Federer or Djokovic, like hell no, you're not getting the mic mid-match. Like this girl's like on a hot streak. Like she's kicking your ass. Second, I, I've been watching tennis like my whole life. Never, ever, ever do they ever give the microphone to the person that just lost the game. She like had to get in there post-match after an L, like take away the spotlight from the girl that just beat her and like talk about how her feelings got hurt and cry more. I just think it's like super annoying. Like you're taking away the spotlight from this girl. Like, like you lost, it's fine. Like your feelings, but you don't have to make it super public. And, and then she's also got her stuff where she says she hates talking to the media I don't know any athlete that likes talking to the media. If you don't want to talk to Rogers. the media, you do not have to play tennis. Like you do not have to play. I know she's well off. She has a huge deal with Uniqlo. It's like a hundred mil. She makes so much from sponsorships. So you do not have to play. Um, but yeah, this is just another one. Like, like no one feels bad for you. Like other, other people get called way worse things or like, it's part of the game. Like you don't have to play. You don't have to show up. So it's annoying. And all the stuff, like, you know, the fans should have been kicked out. Hell no, the fans shouldn't have been kicked out. Like you paid a night, like a bunch of money for your ticket. Calling someone you suck should not result in into you getting kicked out of the match. Like that's just a joke. So Yeah. Hmm. I agree. You put that well. You did. And I was just gonna say the other part of whining for me was uh unrelated to what Naomi Osaka was Russell Westbrook. And I'm not gonna talk a lot about this, but uh he had a press conference earlier this week. Uh, where he basically talked about how he hates the name Westbrick. And he was basically complaining about how he goes to school and he, with, you know, his son is like, writes his name everywhere. Cause he's proud to be a Westbrook. And he's like, ah, like my name's getting dragged through the mud. And he was just basically complaining about, you know, how the media treats him unfairly and how fans have been basically, you know, mm -hmm. dragging his name through the mud, calling him Westbrook, all this stuff. And so my, the point I wanted to make was similar to you, Alex, like you get paid millions of dollars a year. Uh, West Brick is, he's not, you know, it's not a death threat on your family. Like mm -hmm. it's a mean name that you don't like. So if you don't like it, play better or, or don't play basketball. Nobody's forcing you to play basketball. Nobody's forcing you to be in the public spotlight. If you don't yeah. want to do it, don't do it. You've made hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. Nobody feels yeah. bad for you. It's just ridiculous yeah. to me. He's, he's acting like he's acting like he he's like surprised that people would ever even call him West Brick or anything. It's like, dude, yeah. like you're playing horribly. Like, yeah. and, and not only are you putting like, like, it's not like he's playing for like, you know, the magic and the magic seasons going down the drain. You're playing for like the biggest franchise in the NBA, one of the biggest markets in the NBA. And you're surprised people are on your ass. And second of all, he's, he's taking shots at the media. He has been one of the least friendly guys to the media over the course of his NBA career. One of the least friendly guys. And he's gone at, gone at so many reporters before and like embarrassed them. So like, you got to take Dude. the heat now, boss. Like you yeah. got to take the heat. Like no one feels bad for you. Take the heat like a man. Like it is what it is. Yeah. Did you guys see the clip where he, the reporter was like saying the season hasn't gone how you wanted it to go. And he's like, well, 
Russell Westbrook goes like, well, you're in my head. Like, how did I want it to go? And the reporter's like, well, I would have imagined you wanted some wins. And Russell Westbrook like doesn't back down. He's like, oh, well, you know, like we've won, like all this stuff. It's just, it's so yes. cringe to me. It's yeah. ridiculous. Well, he, he thinks he's still Russell Westbrook. Yeah. I think it's pretty obvious. The guy, yeah. the guy's not in touch with who he actually is anymore. He mm-hmm. thinks he's still the, you know, 2017. And the, sorry, of... just quick, I have to add to like not one time has he like really taken any accountability and just been like, you know what, like yes. maybe I think it'd be better if I came off the bench for this team, which I think I think that actually be a great idea. Just come off the bench. I think that could be a better spark for the Lakers instead of you starting and, and hogging like 40 minutes with like five turnovers. Um, I just I just hate like the guy's ego is is off the charts, dude. Like like you're just not good anymore. And just accept that fact. Yeah, it's well. It happens every 10 years in the NBA. This will just keep happening and happening to guys. The rare time that it actually changed was Melo. When Melo said, yeah. okay, I've been yes. out the league for two years. I need to reinvent myself. I don't have to change entirely who I am as a player. I'm still going to shoot a lot, but I'm going to be way more efficient about it. I'm going to be willing to come off the bench, be willing to sit down for a game. Respect him yeah. for and doing stay, that. And stay more ready than Ben Simmons. Yeah, well, that's not and hard. I think forget. I'm more ready than Ben Simmons right now. Alex, what do you have losers this week? Um, yeah, I've got a couple losers here. Um, quick one, uh, Aaron Rodgers, because RIP, we're not going to talk about him now. You know, he thought he cleared like the next two weeks of NFL headlines, <laughs> but so much stuff happened that we're not going to talk about him. So that's always tough. Um, my second loser is whoever bought uh, Tom Brady's final touchdown ball for $518,000. Um <laughs> Dude, there's no way that thing's worth more than like a grand right now. Like, like talk about ROI, return on your investment. That thing like went down the drain as soon as Adam Schefter's tweet came out. So that I that love, isn't... I love how you brought the finance back from the start of the show. You just yeah, I'm not back. a finance bro though. Yeah. Let's make that. I, Adam's I not a financial finance. advisor. Yeah, Adam's uh-huh. okay. It was a big financial um, episode. Yeah. <laughs> so like that, that's an absolutely huge L. And, and my second loser here, this one's kind of for me and Phil. Um, so I'm tossing this one up for Phil. If he wants to, you know, go at it, uh, the, Leafs, the Toronto Maple Leafs straight up suck. Um, <laughs> like, like this was just so embarrassing today on, oh. on so many levels. Um, you know, the Leafs, this and that Canada's team, best chance to bring the cup home. Um, they got their big, you know, heritage classic today against the Buffalo Sabres who I don't even know. I think they got their maybe 20th win um, today against the Leafs they got pummeled by the Sabres. Um, the Sabres have like maybe two players that I know on their team. They got crushed 5-2 in Canada, in Hamilton. Um, Dubas and Shanahan look like absolute clowns with those hats on. Keith looked so silly. And to make matters worse, they showed up in like, what do you even call that? Like construction suits today to the game? Yeah, it's a construction outfit because in Hamilton, they're like, you know, that's what they like known for it's like an homage to yeah hamilton or whatever and they all showed up and construct like hard hats like literal hard hats every single player in like an orange jumpsuit um some guys chose to wear earmuffs some guys put like some construction glasses on and then imagine like going home with like wearing that like just just such such losers so i'm gonna leave it to phil now if he wants to add some oh i i hate them i hate them i think the best way i can put it is i literally i've been you know, I'm in COVID protocols right now. I'm locked up. So I, uh, the other night I went to bed and I like, I didn't talk to anybody the whole day. And I, uh, I went to bed and I had this dream that I was in a church 
and for some reason there was a projector and for some reason the Leafs were playing the Habs and I had a dream that the Leafs went up 3 nothing and the Habs won 5-3 to three. and I woke up and I was so happy I texted Alex right away I was like I had the best dream ever last yeah. night Maple Leafs got pumped 5-3 by the Habs that that is how much I hate the Maple Leafs. They, yeah. they could make my day like that. So shout out to the Leafs. Big L this weekend. Just embarrassing themselves. Absolutely. My losers this weekend, I'll go quick. I got LeBron, and I know, I know, me putting LeBron in the losers is is a, probably a first. And LeBron, I mean, he's the first guy ever to do 10,000 points, 10,000 rebounds, 10,000 assists. He did that this weekend. He had a 50-point game on Friday night. I know what you're saying. How's he in your losers? But he did post an Instagram story on Friday, and it was a Apple Music screenshot of Lil Durk's new album. And he says, quote, bro, always go dumb at Lil Durk. Album out now. Yes, sir. One little hair in the soup here. It was on mute, and he had it at like midway through the song, and it was on mute. So tough. Okay. Yeah, you hate to see that happen to LeBron. So he puts himself in the losers this weekend. Second loser, I got stomachs. Auburn cornerback Roger McCreary says before every game, he eats baked beans with eight packets of sugar dumped on top. I have never in my life had a baked bean and thought this needs sugar. That is, <laughs> oh that is a psychosis activity. And eating that pregame, I mean, we all know the, the thing about beans. Like this guy's a psycho, bro. So he's that... off my draft board entirely. That and the Tim's double double. Can you imagine? Oh my God! Pray for the pray for the. I'm not even gonna say it. <laughs> yeah, baked beans, man. And uh, last loser, Allen Robinson, because quote he's received interest from the Browns, Lions, Jets, and Raiders. Nobody has had a more depressing career than Allen Robinson, and it looks like it's gonna continue here. So, bro, if you can listen to me for like five seconds, if you're listening to this. Just take the minimum and sign with like the Bills or the Rams. Just like try to give yourself some joy. That's all I got. He could make it a whole lot better by signing with that fourth team. It's true. The Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that would be or a the big Jets. win. Jets would be huge. Mm. Breakout year mm. for Wilson. Yeah. And Baker, Baker's guy, Ethan, would say uh, the Browns. So maybe Adam just needs to pick up the Lions. I'm just not going to pick him up. Okay. Um, <laughs> either you boys have a loser this week. No, I'm going positive vibes. Respect. Yeah, I got, I got a loser. Let's so go. you guys haven't been following a whole lot of college basketball, but Coach K has got to be the biggest loser of the week. So this guy, he's kind of like the Aaron Rodgers of college basketball right now. So he just loves himself. Mm-hmm. And so he's set up this farewell tour. It's his last year. He announced it preseason. And the whole thing has just been about him. And so then his final home game, they have this big ceremony. They have a bunch of people come in. They have, they're playing their rival, who's clearly inferior, and they get pumped in the second half for loot. Well, it gets better because this weekend they're playing in the conference tournament finals, and they're playing like Virginia Tech, which is probably like the sixth seed from the conference, maybe five, and they get pumped by 15 again. So anyone anyone not loving this farewell tour is the winner. But for Coach K, he's a loser right now. And uh, I'm I, loving it. I don't think it's going well in the tournament either. So this is this season's not working out. I, I agree it. with Owen. I'm loving it. Like this uh, is yes. great. Ba 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 ba. Yes. If, if you know what I'm saying. Happy meal. Uh, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> happy meal indeed. Um, that's a good transition. Well done. That's a pro move by you. So shout out to Ethan because now we're going to talk about the March Madness. Today was Selection Sunday. We tipped our cap to it at the start. It's why Ethan's here. Now we're booted up. The bracket is out. So everybody, if you have the bracket, pull it up in front of you and let's take a look. Because the magical thing about the bracket is for guys like me and Alex and Adam, who effectively pay zero attention to college basketball throughout the season, not effectively, pretty much zero, um, this is great because we can just pick a horse and ride it to the end and pretend we know as much as everybody else if it works mm-hmm. out. So, I mean, we know a guy who, I mean, he's not listening to this. His sports IQ is a zero. Uh, and last year he had a top 50 ESPN bracket in the entire ESPN. Whoa. He had pretty much an entire role correctly to the finals. <laughs> he acts tough now because this has happened when, I mean, he's a Patriots uh, Manchester City Golden State Warriors guys so yeah. that's all you need to know um, wait, wait can I say what his pick is uh, what's he taking he's locking Duke oh, let me oh. 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 <laughs> great. great that makes me so happy um, but it also works out because the guys who know zero like me Alex and Adam who know nothing we get to listen to some pros like Ethan and Owen who know a little bit of, a little bit about everything Owen don't make a face You're, you can Pretend to be a pro. Like, it's okay. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'll pretend. Don't worry. Yeah, okay. You can put yeah. on the acting. Um, <laughs> Ethan, you've got a bracket for people as well. Yes. So I've been running this bracket pool for, I think this is the sixth year. So for sure, look me up. I am I think my handle's like Ethan J. Curl or whatever, but I've been running this bracket. It's like $5 entry, and then the winner takes home, obviously, more than that. So it's pretty fun every year. grows a little bit. Let's go. Yeah. Well, you, let's load you never it up know who's going to win. That's, that's the best part about March Madness is you have some random guy who comes comes in with that, what was it, 50th in yeah. ESPN or something? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So He's finishing bottom 50, though, this year, that's oh, for sure. With the yeah, pick. Totally. If he's yeah. riding Duke to the finals, he's going bottom 50 for sure. You, you never know when it's your year, but mm, it'll it's... never be your year again. So you've really well, got to capitalize. Some years you know, and this year I know it's going to be mine. I don't mean to brag or anything. But <laughs> that's what I know. Um, okay, I guess we can look at this kind of... You guys know more than I would, so uh, what do you? who's the favorite here? What do we like the most? What are you picking for the finals? What do you like, Owen? Um, <clears throat> I mean, I am torn at this point, but... From what I've heard, I, I, I'm leaning towards Arizona. And I'll tell you why. So I think, first of all, I think they're hyper-athletic. I think they've got, um, I mean, their star is is uh, Benedict Matherin from Canada. Shout out uh, Montreal, shout out Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's hyper-athletic. He's a really good shooter. So I think he is somebody that uh, can really change the game. Um, and I think alongside him, they have they have a lot of really good guard and wing play. So they're really athletic uh, they're a really good shooting team, um, and they've kind of finished the season out quite strong. So I would, I'm leaning towards them as my pick right now. Although it's still, I'm still in limbo here, a little bit. Let me throw something. So okay. Tommy Lloyd, he's the coach at Arizona, and so he is a first-time head coach, rookie head coach. Mm-hmm. And so there's this stat that was posted where there's only been two other head coaches in their first year to receive a number one seed in the tournament. And so the other two was a guy named Bill Hodges. He coached Indiana state with Larry bird. And then mm-hmm. Bill Guthridge who clo- who coached uh, North Carolina in 98. First guy 
um, I believe it was Final Four. And then second guy lost in the finals. So there is a little bit of love for pushing Arizona far, as well as I think they actually have a pretty easy schedule ahead. Now, mm. there's never been a rookie coach to win it all. So if they do win it, you make a little bit of history, which is also fun. Interesting. Yeah. And he's, his first name's not Bill, so that would not also help because the other two guys were named yeah, Bill. Yeah, you can only do so much oh. with your name. Yeah, uh-huh. Stats, advanced analytics. Do you have a title <laughs> pick, Ethan, between them? Um, so just looking at it, I think when I was glancing over it, the two teams that have impressed me the most are Kentucky and then Kansas. Um, Gonzaga is obviously the easy choice. And basically going back the last 20 years, 30 years, 70% of the time, a one seed's going to win it all. Right now, the last four years, it's been a one seed to win it all. But I don't think – so the last time five one seeds had won in consecutive years would have been 96. So 1992 to 96 was a stretch of one seeds to win it all. And it's the only time it's ever happened, which would suggest that maybe this year we get something a little interesting, especially given there isn't a clear, clear-cut top seed like last year. Okay. I like that. As a guy who knows nothing here, I'm I'm going to pretty much decide my pick based on the information that you're giving me. So right now, as I'm looking at my bracket, I think I'm ready. Because of that stat, I think I'm ready to cross off the ones. I think I'm not going to pick a number mm-hmm. one. It's bold. It usually doesn't work out, but because of that stat, I'm feeling better. Alex, are you keeping the ones in? No, I, I agree here. I, I'm, I'm not liking the ones right now. Um, I don't, I don't know too, too much, but I do know that Gonzaga does choke. Um, so that's, that's something I do know. And they haven't won my confidence over. I know they've been hyped up the last couple March madnesses. And then, you know, I mean, they got to the finals last year, but they got absolutely crushed. Um, so I'm, I'm going to definitely stay away from Gonzaga. Um, and, and I'm going to have to do some more research and, and listen to what else you guys have to say here. Um, but actually, actually, I do, I do like Kentucky. I haven't They're watched two. them a whole lot this season. They're just kind of like my team. Like if if someone asks me, "Hey, what's your favorite team?" I have to go with Kentucky. Not only have they produced great NBA players, they've produced some of my favorite like non NBA players. I mean, some of my favorite guys are the Harrison twins. Those guys were absolute freaking ballers yeah. in like oh, 2013, yeah. 2012. Tyler Ulis. Oh my oh. God, Tyler Ulis. That's my Alex Poitras, man. If he didn't get injured, he would have been an <laughs> you know an All NBA player. So. Um, if, if I had an early pick, it'd probably be Kentucky. Well, if you're liking, if you're liking Tyler Ulis, they start another, they start another guard this year. That's five, nine. So a little bit of a throwback, a little bit of a throwback. His name's severe Wheeler. Mm. Wow. Mm. He's had a little bit of injuries, but they got that solid. Ty Ty Washington is, yeah. And he's, he's awesome. He'll be a top 10 pick in the draft. Good, good. Okay. And Sheepway, best rebounder in college basketball. Oh, well, I was texting no one about it. This guy is a man among boys. Like, he is so thick and heavy. So he's going to average like 18 and 15, yeah. which, is, so AD. which is intense always. He's the con Yeah, kind of like an AD. Maybe maybe not quite as disruptive, disruptive, but, but maybe he's like there. Maybe like Towns when Towns was in college. I remember he was like freaking huge. Or Boogie Cousins. When I were just yeah, kind of like a boogie. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm liking Kentucky too because they fit my criteria of not a one seed, mm-hmm. and they have a random like lottery pick. 
So I can latch on to that guy and be like, you remember that, you know, you see that guy on the court, son? I actually, I rode his horse in March Madness in 2022. So that's okay. They're gonna I, I knew him way before list. you guys did. But yeah, then, exactly. <laughs> Ethan, so they, so they lost in this SEC tournament final to Tennessee. Like, what do you, yeah. what do you chalk that up to? Like, what are their issues? Um, one, I think Tennessee is a really, really good team. Um, as well as both their guards, Severe Wheeler, Ty Ty Washington, they both had some injury issues and they've actually been working their way back. So they've shown some serious signs of being much better as well as I don't have a huge problem with them dropping a game right before the tournament, as long as it's to a good team. Yeah. I don't mind it too much. Apparently one of the things that they're a little questionable about is they do have a tendency to settle for mid range Jays, which has been pretty common with past Kentucky teams. Okay. Well, I mean, if I do pick Kentucky, I have to cheer for Calipari, which is not something I want to do, but Tennessee's over there is a three seed in their conference. I'm looking here. Um, Villanova, they're back again. I know yes. that they've they've had some success recently, obviously, with those two national championships. Since Jay Wright took over, I think in 2013, they've just been absolutely rock solid. They have the odd down year, but this year it looks like they're back there. They're a two seed in the South. Tell me a little bit about them. What do you know there? Yeah, so I actually, they were an early pick for me as one of my favorites, and that's just because they're by far the best free throw shooting team in the country. That was literally... I don't know much about the team other than the fact that they're the best free throw shooting team in the country. Mm. And I, if there's something I know from the, how, like what, nine years I've been watching college basketball in March Madness is that in March free throw shooting is like one of the most important things your team can have down the stretch. If you can shoot free throws uh, and hit shots when you need to hit shots, you are going to make it pretty far in the tournament. Um, so I like them for that reason. Basically that's the only thing I know about them. So Okay. This is also a team that employs basically only seniors. So if you look at their top five minutes, Gillespie. you got one junior and then four seniors. Those upperclassmen tend to make a huge difference in March, and they're led by some really good guards, which is also huge. Colin Gillespie, or however you say that guy's mm -hmm. name. So he was hurt last year, which is part of the reason they kind of sucked. But also, if you're looking at it, he might be – I don't think he's the best point guard in college basketball, but he's definitely in the conversation. Okay. So looking at that South division, then I guess is sort of how we can divide this one. They have Tennessee, they do have Villanova and they have Owens pick Arizona. Is that if I'm Arizona, I like who, who you're playing. Cause I don't think Illinois is actually a strong four seed. I think Tennessee's really good and Villanova definitely does have the players to go the distance. Maybe not, maybe not win, but be a final four team. I don't, think the south is the most difficult though i would probably go back to the west okay well then ethan i have a, so speaking of the south before we go to the west yeah. it, should i be expecting another final four run by loyola no i'm i'm thinking no okay do you remember because the big guy's gone credwig's gone yeah, He's Cred out of the big yeah. Credwig was a monster he played like five years of college basketball i swear had three kids and whatever a little perry ellis action <laughs> literally like the guy was around forever and he was actually a monster um i actually don't love their matchup with ohio state i think ohio state's a pretty weak team but Me they too. do have ej liddell who's a monster yeah okay All and right. i don't see either of those teams beating villanova mm -hmm. yeah and you're not a houston guy you mentioned earlier 
And so most most years I am, but this year they lost two of their five best players, and one of their players was their best player. Jerome, right? To come back from. Mm. They lost uh, Nasser. Deshaun And then I think that's the other guy, yeah. Anything you boys wanted to ask from the South, Adam or Alex? Um, from the South, uh, tell me about Longwood, because that's an interesting name. I'm a sucker for, like, interesting names. Uh, what do you think about those guys? <laughs> Truth be told, I think I just don't see them beating Tennessee. I think Tennessee's, yeah. I think Tennessee's really good this year, but... But if you want to go to the flip side, Tennessee has a history of being uh, upset, and you know, okay. maybe maybe Longwood uh, does does some damage. You never know. Do we know where Longwood is, or what? I'm yeah, assuming they... California. Okay. Yeah, probably. I'm I would imagine that. Cali. I'm on it. I'm on it. Okay. Maybe yeah. Texas. I don't think Texas. I'm so they could penetrate Tennessee, is what you're saying? Yeah, Virginia. They, maybe they go hard in the paint. We don't know. Okay. Farmville, Virginia. Yeah. Things yeah. could happen. Oh, if they're from Virginia, you know they go hard as paint. Yeah. Oh, they're gonna be true. grinding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Adam, do you have anything to ask from the South? Um no, as soon as he told that story about Arizona and the rookie head coach, I'm I was all in. So nice. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry, just quick question actually about Arizona. What happened to their coach that had those like super sweaty Ron armpits Miller. all the time? Yeah, um, I think he was um, sanctioned. Right. Yeah, he. The problem with him is so. I think 2018 one was that when they released like all of the so. findings. Yeah. Basically, basically NCAA is so dirty, oh. and FBI did a probe, caught half the teams. Arizona was one of them, and then Arizona was really good at recruiting, but the coach wasn't very good. They never make it out of the Elite Eight. He got canned. He got turfed. Yeah, I think Aiden didn't Aiden get into some stuff with that too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was probably your biggest name of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and the, I mean, anytime you can do, like, it's going to take some maybe illegal activities to make sure you get Rondé Hollis Jefferson. So you want to make sure you do that anytime. Because <laughs> um, you know, there's so much demand. Yeah, of yeah. course. I'm looking at the actual odds to win it all, and this is telling me Gonzaga is about a little over three to one, a hair nah. over three to one. So. I know they're there every single year. I know they play in a very soft conference, but is there a reason they're so far ahead of everybody else for favorites to win? I mean, if you're looking at the metrics, they are the best team in college basketball. Pretty universally, every metric out there from, they don't do RPI anymore, but the Ned and Kempom, they kind of all see Gonzaga as the best. Their conference actually has looked stronger this year. They have the most tournament wins since like 2016, so they pretty consistently get far. Mm-hmm. Now at three to one odds, I think your money's better spent elsewhere. Yeah, I will say on to, to on Gonzaga. I mean, I think this is a better team. Personally speaking, I think this is a better team than they had last year because from what I've seen, I mean, Chet looks like he's a generational type player. Like he's one of the best defenders in college basketball. Point blank, is it? As a, a freshman, he's shooting better than most players on his own team. Nembhard is one of the best guards in college basketball. And then Timmy, I mean, he was a pretty much a consensus national player of the year pick going into the year. And he's, you know, he hasn't, he's been outshadowed, he's been outshined by Chet. But if he can play up to par, like up to what, you know, kind of his expectations are, that's just an, a bonus. So I think they're, I do think they are a really strong team. I just, on principle, at this point in my career, I don't uh, pick us. Zaga. Yeah, in it's like career. a personal thing. 
Yeah. Mm. Nice. <laughs> Just to paint a picture. So Chet, the guy that Owen's talking about, he might be the number one pick in the draft. He's seven one, probably 180 pounds, mm. and can shoot the ball. Yeah. So like he, a 50%. Gets, he gets a ton of blocks, like three and a half blocks a game, and then he shoots the three, obviously, like 40 to 50 percent. It's nuts. Which is huh. wild. But yeah. being that thin, you do wonder maybe maybe he gets a little tired in the games as well as I don't think Gonzaga loves to play physical games. It seems mm. to have bothered them this year. And he's a freshman too, which I think kind of goes against you sometimes in the tournament. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I see there. Anything you want to ask from the West, Alex, there? Uh, no, it seems pretty, pretty, uh, pretty clear there um, that, yeah, you know, Gonzaga, Gonzaga is the favorite and that, Looks like there's a good chance they could get out, but um, like Owen said, I don't know. They've just uh, they've lost my trust the last the last couple of years here. So, hmm. also Gonzaga, the problem is they got to play winner of Boise State, Memphis. Boise State probably doesn't scare them at all. Would be a sick game because it's in Portland. Both fans should travel, but Memphis, Memphis has been on a tear the last month, mm-hmm. and then after that they might get Arkansas, which has also been pretty monstrous the past month which is tough yeah yeah i mean on memphis they have like probably three or four future pros on that team totally one guy's a lottery pick yeah durin right and then they got uh what's his name the guy from next year who's gonna probably go top five who's like 17 Uh, or 18 are you talking Uh, about money bates money bates Bates. yeah money he kind of stopped playing he kind of oh did he yeah he's not playing right now but they're they're better when he's not playing (laughs) Yeah, I heard he. I heard he had a major drop off. Like this kid yeah, was exactly. supposed to be the next thing, and and he was really bad. He's, He's also like terrible. a super young though, to his credit, yeah. I guess. Their coach is Penny Hardaway now. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Wow, interesting. Uh, the thing on Penny though, I've heard is he's just like a terrible coach. Like he's oh, a right, really yeah. good recruiter, but everyone trashes him as a coach. They say he's yeah, like his defense is horrible. He's wearing foams though, so <laughs> like, you're not wrong. Who cares? Yes. Um. Adam, you like Texas Tech. You circled them right away. So you want to ask the boys about that? Well, yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. What do I need to know about Texas Tech? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, they're under a new coach. So Texas Tech, the team that lost an OT in the finals in 2019, that's Chris Beard. Um, he ended up taking the job at Texas. So now they got Mark Adams who has been like a Div 2, Div 3 coach in the past. So question marks there. Now, if you're looking at this team, I think they have the best defense in the country, at least from mm. advanced stats perspective. I like okay. that. And now I also circled Texas. So let's go. Two and one there. Nice. Nice work, Adam. You got two birds, one stone. Good job. There you go. <laughs> um, quickly, if you give it to me fast, what? why not Duke this year? What's gone wrong? Um, ACC, their, their conference has actually been pretty terrible. You're looking at the second best team in that conference was Notre Dame. Notre Dame's playing in Dayton. They're playing in the first four round, as well as the other team to make it was North Carolina, which wasn't particularly strong this year either. And I think anytime your team is revolved around, a um, a five-star recruit, it, it doesn't tend to go well going back to when Duke was the two seed with Jabari Parker, who actually from a college perspective was better than Paulo Banchero. They got upset by Mercer. Hmm. 
Mercer. Are we liking Cal State Fullerton here then? Or <laughs> I I the never Lehigh bet on the butts. 15 seed. I yeah. think it's too low of a pick. Only like 7% of 15 seeds beat twos. So, I mean, you could try it, but I think Duke, what's wild. more likely is Duke smacks whoever the 15 is, maybe plays a tight game against Davidson. They could end up losing one of those two, but in all likelihood, they probably make the Sweet 16 just because it's a weak mm. weak match. I actually love Davidson. I love they have this uh, that guard. The, the South the, Korean the shooter. or the yeah. guard? The, the South Korean. He's, yeah, he's, he's a monster. He's a, and he'll he's be a top 20 pick probably in the draft. Yeah, he's a sniper. No way. He's, he's a like six, seven What's shooter. his name? Uh, Yan Jung Lee, I think is his okay. name. Yeah, he's okay, got okay. the double. He's got the hyphen. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> but, but he is good. And he, yeah, he, he's smooth with the ball. He is really smooth. I like him. Huh. Okay. And then if they get through those, they'll run into Adams, Texas Tech, Buzzsaw. So it's going to work out. Interesting. <laughs> um, Baylor obviously won last year. They're the one seed in their conference. Do they have a chance to repeat? Like, what's what's the situation there? Not a chance. Not, Not a, chance. a chance. Okay. So they do got they got a good point guard. They, got they still some, got the mullet guy. They yeah. they got the mullet guy, Matthew Mayer. Let's He's go around. He's living his best life. Although he was supposed to be better this year than he was. Their problem is so they lost four starters from last year's team, including three guards. Two of them were drafted in the NBA. Um, bigger problem has been injuries. Uh, there's also UCLA in there, and UCLA was obviously in the Final Four last year. Is, is Juzang still, like, playing for them? Because it's, I would assume if he was, they'd be higher than a four. Yeah, he's he's still kicking. Um, UCLA, same problem as last year. Lots of injuries. Mm, okay. Yakez and Juzang, they, they get hurt. They play on bum ankles a lot. Um, but mm. as you can see by their 25-7 record, they have been good. They've been clearly the second best team in that conference but again pac 12 not exactly conference of champions despite what walton claims uh tough for billy w uh alex you have anything out of the east there um no like you said uh hold on north carolina's on this side eh yeah i was gonna ask because yeah big big dub against duke and i was just interested because i know Banchero said he wants North Carolina again, get a chance at them. So don't know what the odds are. I guess they'd have to meet in the final four for that to happen. Um, but uh, maybe something to look forward to. I don't know. Probably no chance though. Hmm. I I can't see either of those teams stringing together enough wins to get there. North Carolina, I do love, they do have some love, but yeah. I love Baycott. I love Baycott. I think he's a, he's a monster. The only part of the team I like. Yeah. Yeah. Just kidding. I like I like Leaky Black as well. He's probably the best defensive player in that yeah. conference. He's good. I like the ginger guy with the beard who shoots too. Maddox. I was gonna say yeah. Maddox. Maddox. He's he's so funny. Well, this this sounds like an interesting team. Maddox um, got a questionable haircut though. It's horrible. It's wow. really bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of bad haircuts, Adam, who are you picking in this <laughs> conference? <laughs> no comment after that. Wow, you're really gonna rob me? Okay, all right. I'm, I'm. I'll sleep tonight. It's okay. Um, Midwest, last conference. I'm an Auburn guy. I love Bruce oh, Pearl. I'm a huge Bruce Pearl believer. No. Even when I got the bracket and you crossed off the one seeds, and I realized Auburn was a two, 
I started to I, I started to like him. So talk me out of this. Talk me into this. Can why I should say I like first? Auburn? Why shouldn't I Before like him? Down. Go ahead. I hate Auburn. I hate Auburn. And I'll tell you why. So their, their firepower is they've really got two pieces in their front court. They've got Walker Kessler and they've got Jabari Smith. And Walker Kessler, I believe, is a sophomore. So he's, you know, he's a bit older and he's obviously really good. So is Jabari, Jabari Smith. But they don't have – their guards are, are honestly really bad. Like they don't have good guards, um, which you obviously need in, in March. And then outside of those two guys, they don't have – including those two guys, I suppose they don't have anybody that can really step up in big moments to make big shots. Jabari Smith just isn't that guy at this point in his career. And Walker Kessler obviously isn't that guy given the role he plays in their offense. So I think that uh, they're a good team, but I think they don't have the pieces necessary to make a deep run in March. They just don't, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm just at onto that. Um, so we'll go, we'll go with the little case study here. So you got one guy, player A, He's averaging 17 points, uh, seven boards, sorry, two assists, steal block, couple turnovers. Other guy averaged 19, um, close to nine rebounds, an assist, a steal, a block, couple turnovers. First guy is Jabari Smith, who top three pick in the draft, but the problem is that actually getting him the ball is going to be tricky. The other guy is Jabari Parker. Mentioned him before. And Jabari Parker – he sucks in the NBA, obviously, but in college, he was insane. He was finalist for player of the year. Um, did not matter when they got upset. Huh. And I think he actually wasn't very good in that game either. So the problem is when you have this this freshman forward, getting them the ball can be tricky, and they tend to disappear a little bit. Andrew Wiggins did the same thing that year as Kansas got upset. And then just looking at their guards, I think their guards kind of suck. Although one guy – Katie Johnson, he's kind of built like Kyle Lowry. Mm, so for for all you all your Lowry's pick lovers, the, this guy kind of reminds me of him. <laughs> okay, he's not good, but same body I like type. it. I'm, perfect, perfect I'm, body type. I'm still gonna have to take him a little bit from become a Bruce Pearl guy, like I said. But anyway, uh, Alex, you have anything from the Midwest? Um, I'm just curious, like, what are you guys thinking of uh, USC? Because I know Mobley's brother plays there, but, like, is he even an impact guy for them? Is he a guy that can, like, swing games, win games for them? I wouldn't go as far as to say swing games, but he is a solid starter, a decent defensive player. I think the Miami team they're playing isn't isn't very good. And then Auburn also, like I said, not super good. So I, I could see USC making it to Sweet 16 – Problem with Midwest is it's the most open region. Would you agree, Owen? Yeah, I would just because outside of Kansas, there's not really a strong, super strong team there, in my opinion. Totally. I really like Iowa, but Iowa's Iowa. a five seed. Hmm. We're not we're not talking very much firepower over for the two, three, four line. Yeah. What do you think there's a what, do you think Iowa has a good shot with the way Keegan Murray's been playing of getting out of that uh, conf- or getting out of that region there? Yeah, I think I think they got a soft matchup with Richmond as a twelve, and then they play winner of Providence and South Dakota State. Providence is probably a little overrated. Um, Ken Palm, they're an advanced metric site, and they have Providence and Wisconsin as two of the three luckiest teams in the tournament or in all of college basketball. So it wouldn't shock me to see them lose to South Dakota state, which hasn't lost a game since December 15th. 
Uh, oh. So then if you if you play a 12 and you play a 13, you're already to sweet 16. Now you play Kansas. I could see Iowa. Iowa getting out of that region. Huh. Okay. Like Adam Adam's got to be loving Dak State. Yeah, he does. He has to absolutely be loving it. If you're wondering, South Dakota State is listed as S Dak State. Yeah, that's that was unbelievable. So uh, that that one's circled right now for sure. Are we riding with them over Texas Tech? Yeah, in uh, the finals. <laughs> Undecided yet? Okay. Yeah. Uh, toss up. Toss up. Uh, anything you wanted to ask from that conference, Adam? Um. I mean, did we talk about Creighton already? Uh, no. <laughs> That's what I wanted to ask about. The Blue I don't know Jays. why. I don't know why they stand out, but uh, you know. Well, Doug Doug McDermott's dad's still the coach, if I'm not wrong. That was sick. That was sick before like I don't know when that was, like 2014, 2015. It was him and his dad. That was dope. Was he the guy coaching in the chair? No, that was RJ Hunter's dad. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Where he fell off? Yeah, 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 broke yeah. His foot that was so funny. Yeah, that's a classic. And then I thought RJ like Hunter was going to be Steph Curry after that. And, and it turns he out he out. can't even play as the ninth man off the bench. Yeah. yeah. Speaking oh. of chairs, um, where's our guy Huggy Bear? I think we missed him. Is it... <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of chairs, is he? We talk. We talk in West Virginia. Oh yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, they. They had a weaker year this year, so they they weren't no even kidding. in the conversation. Oh, they were just okay. very average. Oh boy, wow. that's tough. I'm gonna miss him sitting in his chair. Yeah, <laughs> with the with the, with the full press. court press. Yeah, Javon Carter. Mm. Javon Carter <laughs> still kicking, dude. Even he he lasted longer than RJ Hunter did. Dude, he's still playing. I mean, I he checks yeah, in every now and then. Where's he at? The Bucks now. Thank you. Yeah. The Bucks. Yeah. He's on the Bucks. He was a son and a Buck most recently, I believe. Um. Okay, so if I were to read you off the uh, odds to win the championship here, yeah, I obviously mentioned Gonzaga's three to one. You get Arizona, who seems like Owen's pick at six to one. Kentucky nine to one. Baylor eleven. Kansas twelve. Purdue fourteen. Duke fifteen. Auburn sixteen. Villanova seventeen, and then Tennessee twenty. Texas Tech twenty two for you, Adam. Um, is there any out of there that you like the most? What do you think's the best value there? I think your best value pick is probably Kansas. I have a okay. problem with – so if a rookie head coach has never won March Madness, this has been going on for at least 40 years, I'd stay away from a rookie head coach from a from a betting standpoint. So that would rule out Arizona for me. Gonzaga, I just don't see the upside to it. Kentucky is a two seed, so I don't know why you'd pay more for a two seed than you would for a one seed especially when basically one of the stats you look for in your winner is you want them to be near the top 25 in both offense and defense on Ken Palm. Okay. If they're not quite in that range, if they're close, they can get into it. But I think 19 of the last 20 winners have finished within top 20 for Ken Palm offense and defense. So that, that does include your teams like Gonzaga, Arizona, Kentucky, Baylor, Houston, even Duke, problem with Duke is their defense is so poor. I just don't see them getting close. That's my problem with Purdue as well. They're just so poor defensively. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Anything you boys wanted to ask otherwise before we uh, hit hot take of the week? I have one question. If you had to choose one, like, 
dark horse like a really under the not doesn't have to be crazy under the radar but a pretty under the radar i'm talking like five seed or more that's gonna make five a championship game more. who would you pick a five marries. seed or more Dax mary's did. is a five i do like mary's especially because i don't think they have necessarily the hardest schedule to get out of i'm just scanning over the bracket i like iowa as well but i don't see them as making the finals um big big must bus fan that's the arkansas coach but he's a four seed so i guess he wouldn't qualify must bus um memphis does have the talents um playing gonzaga in your second game though pretty pretty tall task yeah yeah who would you put put as your dark horse i would choose if excluding iowa which i really like i would choose wyoming Mm, really going all the way from a play-in game yeah i mean ucla well, it's did it a last risk, year because they might it is a risk not make the tournament <laughs> <laughs> they, might not make, they might not make the tournament you might be listening to this and then you'll they'll have already lost but assuming they win the the play-in uh i've heard good things now i do i do like the play-in game because basically every year one of the play-in teams will win round one so they'll yeah. win their first game and then they'll win the next game. Momentum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You've you've gotten the nerves off. You've already won one. The other guy's been sitting a bit. It's just kind of like what we saw with the NFL where your division winner, your buy seed, they both lost. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is true. Okay. I like it. I think uh when we get to sweet sixteen, we should maybe have you back on and break this down because uh, yeah. uh otherwise we're gonna be swimming. So I like it. Anything else you wanted to say before we uh, move off the bracket? Any warnings to the people in round one? I mean, I think something to pay attention to is March Madness. There's going to be a ton of upsets. Uh, You're never getting the perfect bracket. You're more likely to get struck by lightning, I think, 120,000 times before you get a perfect bracket. And that's not even totally accurate. It's more than that. But you're looking for upsets that are probably the 10 over the seven, the 12 over the five, and you're only sprinkling in a few upsets. So the average upset in your first round is like six teams getting upset. Now the most that's ever happened is 10 teams got upset in the first round. This year, we probably see something a little along the higher rounds, I would think. Okay. So maybe more around eight upsets is what you want to look for. If you're looking for these upsets, um, the Sweet 16 matters too because you can't win your bracket pool if your winner's already gone. But also, your winner is most likely to be a one through four seed. A five seed's never won it. You've had a seven seed win it, uh, like UConn. So what you're looking for is maybe you want one one seed to lose before Sweet 16. Maybe you want one two seed. You just don't want to get carried away. Or... Like with my bracket pool, I have a refund for the dead last place. So if, if you're going for dead last place, might as well swing, swing for the fences and just go crazy. Yeah, I mean, put in two and then make one back. I don't know. I mean, or, you know, I think it's pretty easy to get the worst one. It wouldn't be that yeah. hard. You just pick all the upsets, right? Try it. Try exactly. it. Exactly. I mean, I, I'm good with, Let's I'll go keep my it. money. Yeah. You try it. <laughs> you try it if it's such a good idea. So again, if people are looking for a bracket at Ethan J. Curl, K-E-A-R-L, right? Yeah, that's right. Love it. Okay. So people hit that up if you need a bracket. Hot take of the week. 
let's let's do it. I'm I'm just gonna get mine out the way because it's from my boy, my main man, the Texans guy. And whenever I don't have a take, it's a safe bet that my guy is just gonna bless my timeline with an absolute beautiful take. Um, I, not his hot take of the week, but right after the Tom Brady news breaks, he's maybe the first tweet I see, and his tweet is, "Wow, this means no Deshaun Watson to the hashtag Bucks." This guy is so mm. dialed in on the Texans that that was his reaction to the Brady retirement. But he says. Quote, the documentary they make one day about the Houston Texans history of the franchise will be unreal. <laughs> no, it won't, bro. I'm not going to be watching that. Are we, we going to start on Matt Schaub or TJ Yates, bro? What chapter are we starting with here? Um, I love this guy, though. This guy is literally my favorite guy. So if he listens to this, I'm not encouraging you to stop. I literally I love your tweets. So um, I just disagree that the documentary will be unreal. That's yeah. all. He's probably thinking the Bucks are dumb enough to bring back Brady and not go all in on Sean. Well, he's he's been saying this whole time, Panthers offers better than the Saints. So Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't like the tackle they're getting back from the Saints. Trust me. I read all these guys this guy's tweets. Um what's your hot take? Uh ESPN released an article where they basically graded all the uh, free agency uh, moves like the trades and whatnot. Um and they gave Seattle a D plus for the Russell Wilson trade. And then this guy on Twitter, he was uh, not very happy. He said, trash take on the Russell Wilson trade, a D plus for a short 33 year old QB who is nothing without his legs. Have you seen him play the last two years? You're just falling for the group. Think that the Seattle, that the Seahawks, that the Seahawks for fleeced, they got out at the right time and can now reload do better. So uh, wow. he's shout out to wow. him for, uh, he put, he has been in their place. So I thought he deserved some recognition for that. That's a big take right there. Yeah. I, Seahawks fans are like underratingly like feisty. Like they're a feisty bunch. Yeah. It's the cold and weather. If you go at them, they go like double as hard. And you can't like talk about their team. They're the only ones that can talk about their team. You know what the thing is with the West Coast is it's like when you're there, like like here in the East Coast, you have time to watch other games. Like, you know, like you have more of a night. There, like the games start at like four. Like you're not like you're not home from work until six. You're playing at seven, so they only care about their team. So they only like hang out on Twitter in their areas. But they're crazy people over there. Yeah. So the that's Seahawks why they take even the, more offense. Yeah, exactly. So I guess I mean, Russell Wilson. I mean, he still has legs. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. Not, come on. No, I'm giving today a ten for sure. A ten for sure. And uh, I feel very educated, iTunes U podcast style, because I mean. I think Ethan knows more about college basketball than I do about any other sport. It's pretty impressive stuff. Can't lie. Yeah, I was going to say 10 out of 10. This is, uh, yeah, a lot, lot of uh, good education here on, on college basketball. Probably our most informative guest. I have to, might have to give those honors because wow. I, was, I was pretty floored. Not only was he knowledgeable, but like the stats Ethan was spitting were pretty nuts. So um, I'm, I'm liking my odds this year. Let's go. Right. Big year ahead. Mm. A lot of free game, a lot of free, probably winning a, a few people their brackets this year. That's what sure. I'm saying. Like some yeah. free locks. Like there's some yeah. free locks here. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. State. Yeah. Mm. If there's anything this is in the show, no, it's that the picks you make on the show tend to be very accurate. So yes, just yeah. look back at our football season chart. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know. Adam, anything you want to say? Uh, no, I'm giving it a ten, and I'm loving Texas Tech. That's Let's go. Love in Texas Tech.
No, Ethan, it was a pleasure, man. Thank you. We will get you back for Sweet 16, I swear, because we're going to need you again. Sounds great. Would love to. No, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Um, everybody have a good start to your week here. We'll be back on Thursday morning. So I think that's St. Patrick's Day, and it's the first day of the tournament, so that's a pretty big W. Maybe we'll do a little on this day for St. Patrick's Day. Mm. I don't know. Just an idea. All right. Well, take care, everybody. Have a good start to your week.